Hello and welcome to the Extra Club podcast. This is the podcast where we don't just motivate and inspire you, but we also give you practical hints, tips and strategies on your way to finding your extra to become extraordinary. We are relationship and behaviour experts and professional coaches, Mark and Nikki Taylor. And each episode, we will discuss different challenges, issues and problems that we all face. And give you solutions, hints, tips and strategies that give you the extra in your life to make you happier, healthier and more successful. So let's get started. Well, welcome back, everyone. And this one, Mrs. Taylor, I'm really excited because a number of people have asked us to talk about this, haven't they? They have. This actually came from uh, a couple of our graduates. Oh, absolutely fantastic. So this one, and we're talking about empowering children using NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. So I'm really uh, interested to see. What, so over to you, Mrs. Taylor. What have you got to say about this to start us off? Well, remember that all of this podcast is all in the context of how do you become extraordinary? You know, how do you go from ordinary to being extraordinary? And I think, it well, it starts in, it's almost like chicken and egg, because anyone who's listening to this podcast, who's got children or has had children in the past, or, um, you know, whether they're connected with uncle, aunts, or whatever it may be, you always want the best for your children. You always want, yeah, you want them to be extraordinary. And parents spend an absolute fortune on their children. And I did this myself. So, you know, dance classes, football lessons, tennis lessons, gymnastics, taking them to tutors for their lessons. um, I don't know, horse riding, music lessons. And the reason that we do that as parents, now I'm, I'm speaking generally here, so I'm assuming that everyone's the same, is that we want to give them the best chance in life. Absolutely. In fact, you just reminded me of some advice my father gave me. Okay. He said, Mark, there's three things that will keep you poor in life. Mm-hmm. Houses, women and children. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> but we're not talking about that today. <laughs> but yes, yeah, you, you do. You want the best for your children. And but, so therefore, often you sacrifice things yourself yep. so that they can have. Maybe sometimes what you didn't have. Yeah, most definitely. Now, the thing that that people don't tend to do, which is the, the most important thing, and they don't give it consideration, is teaching the children an empowering mindset. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, it is. And the problem with that is that there is no handbook that comes with bringing up children. Now, parents want to be perfect. It would be far simpler, wouldn't it, if they came with instructions? And we're not talking about books you can get out. I was going to say from the library then, because yes. the old days. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like doing looking up stuff on the internet. What we're, we're talking about here is something that is so flexible that actually you know exactly how to build, bring up your children and how to be the best parent so that you get the very best from it. The unfortunate thing is often you don't know how to do it until you get it wrong. Yeah, it's very experiential parenting. It very is. Very experiential. And is it exactly as, as Mr. Taylor said, often we want to bring up our kids and give them something that, that we didn't have ourselves as children, but that's not necessarily right for that child. You know, it could be if, if you hadn't been able to have certain things as a child, you may actually overindulge and give your children those things, but it may not be what they want, so it may not be right for them. 
So the first and, and the most important thing to be the best parent and also to, to help children, because this is a perpetual cycle, of course, is, is that to realise that it all begins with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, As a parent, it all begins with you. It begins with your values, your beliefs, and also your behaviour. But before we go into that in, into some more detail, I think it would be good to just explain what NLP is, Mr Taylor. But what's come to mind? is actually um, from an earlier episode when we were talking about away from motivation. When you're saying that, that because I think this, this is really interesting, that often as parents we look to give our children things we didn't have. Yes. So that's an away from motivation. It's away from, rather than being towards what we think is the best for them, often it's that away from motivation, which again is tied up with what you're talking about values, beliefs and behaviour. Yeah. So, so I, I think that's a, a really interesting reason for such. And and it is interesting because a lot of things all intertwine. And so you will hear us talking about similar things in different contexts because, you know, these are the things that make up our model of the world. And, and really that is what NLP is all about because we all, all of us without exception, run unconscious programmes and those programmes are actually determined by our own internal filters. At the unconscious level. At the unconscious level. So those are made up by things like our emotions, past decisions, our values, our habits that we have, even the language that we use. So there's there's more than that, but those are the things that actually formulate how we run our lives, how we think, yeah? And I, and I heard that neuroscience says that for 95% of our time, we're being run by those programs through those filters. Yeah, that is very true. And so true, we're only yeah. 5% of the time consciously deciding on what to do in our lives. Yep. So what NLP does is it actually has a, a mindset, it has a set of tools which allow you to actually uncover the root cause behind those programs and not getting you the results that you want in life. And we have a way of, of actually changing the neural pathways so that you actually think different. Yeah. So really, in a, in a nutshell, that's what uh, NLP is all about. But I think that's an interesting point that you've made there um, when you, you're talking about people running those programs and sort of no, neuroscience and people not being aware 95% of the time and just really running on autopilot. Because often people will say that they know that they're capable of achieving something, but they feel there's something holding them back. Now, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the programs that are running unconsciously that are not necessarily supporting you. So so from what you're saying, I'm picking up that what you're saying is that we need to be conscious of those type of things because that's going to affect how we then parent. Absolutely. And, and how we bring up our children. Because what people often don't realise is that through their environment – what you believe, what you think, the language that you use is going to be picked up by the children, not just mm-hmm. your children necessarily, but any children that are in are in that environment. Or if your children are somewhere else, they'll be picking it up in that environment. And between the ages of naught and seven, there's something called the imprinting phase. That's from Morris Massey, isn't it? The it is indeed. Yeah. yeah. And so things like the language that you use will determine the beliefs that children adopt as children. And then, of course, they will grow up with those beliefs. And if they are disempowering, then the chances are they will also pass those on to their own children. And and they will be totally unconscious. They will have no conscious recollection of being programmed by you during this time. Yeah. 
And so those are things that are, are really important. And there's a theme that runs through all of this. And it's about being aware. Yeah. Just noticing how you're running patterns of behavior. But the, the thing really to, to realize is that whatever you do will, will be transferred in all likelihood to your children. And so there are more in-depth uh, techniques that can be used with NLP, things like um, learning techniques, which are very, very effective. Perhaps we'll talk about them at some point, but uh, not on this particular podcast. We can, we've got a technique which is really easy to teach people, not just children, but around spelling, because often people will have a problem with spelling. And if they have a problem with spelling, often they pass that on to the children. And often there's beliefs that people have around their memory and the, the, the fact that they can't, they think they can't remember things. The thing that's just sprung to mind for me and what we've come across with coaching clients and during trainings is that the fear of spiders is often handed down from a parent. Yeah, it is. They see them behaving in the moment. And even if you were to say to your child, oh, those spiders are fine, it's your behaviour that will, uh, will it's in, like in, that you, impact you, on them. You've imprinted that fear factor of something yeah and and they will then follow what you do now it's interesting that you brought that up because many years ago when my girls were small because i i didn't have a fear of spiders but i wanted them to have the opposite fear so they almost saw them as something intriguing and they almost like, wanted to brought spiders into play <laughs> yeah what i did was i uh i actually bought them a, a video called uh i can't remember what it was called but it was, the song was spiders in the bath Wow. spiders in the bath and uh and the thing was they now tell me it actually petrified them because there's this huge spider that came up on the screen and <laughs> it, it, it was created in quite a scary way even though it was meant to be a friendly thing so sometimes you can go a little bit over the top and that doesn't work either <laughs> the great thing is because now you've screwed your kids up they've got nlp timeline resources and hypnosis and, and, and personally free coaching and you can actually undo the harm you did Mrs. absolutely Taylor. and i do on a regular you know. basis <laughs> So something that's really simple, because we want to give you guys some tips. So something that's really simple with um, children, whether you are you're a parent or you're in the in the presence of children, is about your communication, because behavior will result from the way that you say things. You want to tell people, not just children, but children in particular, you want to tell children what you want them to do, not what you don't want them to do. Oh, crikey. So many parents tell them. Don't do this. Don't do that. And the, the trouble is, you see, at the unconscious level, we actually don't process negatives directly. So if I were to say, don't think of a blue tree. What have you just thought of, Mrs. Taylor? You have to think of a blue tree to then change the picture in your head. And it's the same with this. If we if we want someone to walk, often parents will say, no, don't get running. Don't run. Don't run. What you want to tell them instead is walk. Tell them what it is you want them to do. Don't fall over. I've heard that one. Yeah. You know, just stay upright. So give them the command that will actually get the result. Things like, now don't get jumping on that sofa. <laughs> now the child's got no intentions of jumping on the sofa. What you've done is you've just given them an instruction at the unconscious level. Now I, this is one that I hear on a regular basis, which is you know really important to bring out. Often when, when kids are sort of, um, they're doing something new, parents with the best of intentions say stuff like, now there's no need to feel anxious. Now that's a problem because effective, effectively what you're doing potentially is installing anxiety in your child. You're, you're showing them 
the, the link between what they're feeling and you're giving them a word. Yeah. So yeah. you're giving them a label so they can become a label because they're curious things, children are, because they look. They're in search of, once they've had this imprinting period, they're in search of who they're not before they search for who they actually are and socialise themselves. So, so all these things are their unconscious programs you're installing in them. So if you start off like this, like don't feel anxious, they will actually take, well, I must be anxious. There must be a need for me to be anxious. So it is saying what you want and being very careful with the use of language. It goes the other way as well. There was a, once a study about the use of the word clever in that a class were divided between test scores and those who got the highest scores were put in one group and they were called clever and the other ones were told they needed to work harder. And so the two groups were, were put apart. They were then given work and a new test to do. And the clever ones didn't perform as well as they did before. But the ones who were told to work harder and that they'll get results by working hard and doing certain things, doing certain tasks, they actually all improved. And the reason was the people who were clever didn't want to lose their notion of being clever. Yeah, their sort of status. It was, it was almost it was like a burden to them being called clever. We've actually come across that with, with coaching clients, young coaching clients, that people can develop almost a fear of doing things in case they don't meet expectations. Yeah, and then and, and then it still just needs to be perfect. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, please, 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 you know, that's where it comes from. You know, it'll come from this need. This need to be perfect comes from somewhere for people, and it's usually installed in our childhood. So think about your own beliefs, yeah, because kids will pick up on what you say, and they will do the same. Even if you don't say stuff, they'll pick up on your behaviour. So you need to be congruent. If you start just randomly saying stuff like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm no good at maths, or I've never been any good at maths, or things like we're all clumsy in our family, then the chances are the, the, the child will pick that up and just adopt that as, as their own belief. They have no ability to reject what you're saying, especially between this age of naught and seven. They haven't got the conscious mind to critically think that through and say, well, actually, you know, there's a lot of evidence here to say that, you know, mum, you are good at maths, or we're not all clumsy. But they just accept it. They're like a little sponge. And then what we call what the thinker thinks to prove a proves. We look for evidence to prove ourselves right. And then that, your limiting belief becomes their limiting belief. Yeah, indeed. So just one tip, my last tip, Mr. Taylor, really is start by being aware of your own stuff as a parent and clear that up first because this will really help you to help your kids. Because if you think about it, you know, there's so much money spent with kids having tutors without thinking about the basic foundations of the success of the child, which is mindset. And it's not just theirs. It, it, it all starts with you. I think that's a, that's a great point on which to close, Mrs. Dale, because I think that's the biggest tip, that everything starts with you as, as a person. And if you, from what we've said, you need to examine that unconscious programming that you're running and your motives for doing things. Because what we're doing, especially between this age of naught and seven, is laying the foundations of how the child potentially is going to turn out in the future and and we all want the best for our children we do and if you're not sure how to do that just just send an email into the office and and i think it starts by wanting the best for ourselves yeah good excellent and we'll cover some more of this in depth as mrs taylor said
This is Sailor. <laughs> Sorry I'm about that, Mr. Yeah, this is Sailor. Oh well. Uh, the good thing is, it's time to go. Mrs. I think it definitely it's definitely is. time to go when I'm 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 ripping over my. I will, and so it's bye for now. Goodbye, Mr. Sailor. <laughs> oh bye for now. That was the Extra Club podcast. We hope that you're leaving with some great things that can help you in your life every day. To get more invaluable content, please make sure that you're subscribed to the show on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode and feel so inclined, please leave us with a five-star rating and comment with a review. If you see the value, please also share it with someone else who needs it. Sharing is caring. Thank you for listening and making your choice to find your extra. Until next time, bye bye for now. now.